Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is A New World Order, the final installment. I am Chancellor Zancy Weber of the National Council of Zane Australia, here with my colleagues from across the seas. One who's an idiot, the other who's a fool. <laughs> I'm the idiot. It's me, <laughs> Sebastian of the United States of World America. The year is 2020. The dogs are happy. The people are happy. I'm sorry, where are the people happy in 2020? In their high-rises, <laughs> secluded from the rest of society. Kept inside forcibly by the armed forces. <laughs> no, there's no armed forces. I'm, I was making a topical reference. Oh, mm. oh, so I think like, I'd done that. I'm like, oh, I did not. I didn't no, have... Australia's doing that. Yeah, it's good. It's an island of criminals. Is that <laughs> an unpopular opinion? Yeah. I think it's an untrue opinion. Yeah. It's literally an island of criminals. And I use the word literally as loosely as possible. <laughs> what are you... Yeah, go on. Oh, hi. Uh, it's the final episode and I'm here to I'm here to fight uh, Abraham Lincoln. Hello. Do you want to undo the abolishment of slavery? Because <laughs> you have slaves. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, no, I need a second coming of Lincoln. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am Andrew Chancellor, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And if you're joining us for the first time, boy, do I have some bad news for you. Sorry, guys. <laughs> this is the last episode. We've done 150 of these. It's, it uh, has been fun, though. Yeah, and it's gone for a few years. Uh, so go back and listen to the others. It's been a ride. Um I think I established early on that Zane Australia was the world leader and continued on in that fashion just from then. Uh, I mean, Seb America's had some pretty big setbacks, so I'm actually going to grant uh, second place, uh, world secretary, perhaps, to Andropolia. To be um, fair, Seb America's setbacks have usually come in the form of Seb. Yeah, I they're mean, their world, <laughs> yeah, the world leader was a huge setback. Yeah. Like that, that was, but you know, we're we're all given challenges think, that we have to deal with. I think some of the best stuff that ever happened to America was the rotating <laughs> parliament that we had for a while. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. You can see those words on our our national slogan. <laughs> it's all fine. <laughs> it's it's not on your slogan. It's your flag. No, no, two actually, big words. It's fine. <laughs> My flag is still a picture of Ocean Master from that horrible Aquaman film, but with my head superimposed on top. Okay, it just is saying. I don't know what to tell you. Like it's, I have like one. it actually is. I know. It's I've good, seen it. Good it's, thing it's unofficial because Submerica did abolish flags. It's true. 
actually oh, of course. not abolish them, outlaw them. Yeah. Uh, it's not as traditional what a flag might look like if we were legally allowed to show you one. <laughs> my final issue is one close to my heart. It's called pure madness. Ooh. Purity balls have become the latest craze among some social conservatives in Australia. I get along very well with social conservatives, so let's see how we go along with this. <laughs> what was the what balls? Purity balls. Oh, this doesn't sound like an interesting topic for me. With many sexual abstinence groups endorsing a ceremony where teenage girls promise to remain chaste until they get married, wearing a ring as a token of that promise. Feminist groups, however, have denounced the practice, and we all know that a ring is binding. Oh, God. Option number one. This is patriarchy at its worst. Ugh. Yells women's rights advocate Dennis Lee, author of critical thesis, Purity, a history of ball holding in Zainstraya. <laughs> I can't bear to see any more photos of adolescent girls wearing wedding gowns, pledging their chastity to fathers dressed as bridegrooms. These men seem to think that their own daughters' bodies to be transferred to their sons-in-law. Look, leader, I don't care if a woman wants to remain a virgin until she gets married, but these purity balls objectify women and should be banned. Now, nation states, tradition dictates that something must be banned. Something must. This is a fun one in the sense that I agree with everything they're saying, but if people want to be stupid, they can also be stupid. What do you mean you agree with everything he's saying? As in, like, it's a stupid thing. Like, I don't think you should ban anything, period, but I can see, see no... I mean, like I said, it's a stupid thing that I don't agree with and I would get rid of it. But in saying that, if people want to do it's it, like, it doesn't harm I me. wouldn't do it and I would encourage everyone else not to do it, but I'm not going to punish them if they do That's it. exactly it. Like, yeah. I think it's stupid, but people are allowed to be stupid for now. Option number two. Whoa. So you're saying my daughter should stroll around the town without a ring on her finger, spreading the message that she's fair game to all the lusty bachelors who are eager to deflower her? What am I, a pimp? Rants Dan Savage, an enraged father, brandishing a pitchfork at me. Teenage licentiousness is out of control in this country. If anything, we should ban premarital sex altogether. And if two unwed individuals are caught fornicating, they should be married to be cleansed of their sin. Is that what marriage does? Does marriage cleanse you of all sins you've committed beforehand? I'm definitely a worse <laughs> person since getting married. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Jess. <laughs> I think, I think that's accurate. <laughs> Uh, it's 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 brought out the <laughs> the, the worst in me. <laughs> no, 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 of course not. Um, option number three. So option number two, for clarification, ban sure. premarital sex and enforce marriage for those who are caught having it. Yeah, yeah, it worked out so well in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, hey, I mean, have we had another Jesus? Since before then? No, we haven't. Maybe this is what we need to do for another Jesus saint. Can you hold him second Jesus away? Yes. I don't like Mexicans. <coughs> Option number three. <laughs> Not having sex before marriage is a bad idea, chimes in marriage counsellor Nikita Atwood carefully positioning himself out of the potential trajectory of the pitchfork. My conservative clients rushed into marriage without getting to know their prospective spouse well, because it was their only chance to have sex without social backlash. Now, they all experience marital problems. 
We should encourage young people to have premarital sex with their partners to take time to see if they will be compatible and also inform them about the contraceptive methods available. So we should encourage young people to have premarital sex. No! (laughs) Stop worrying about what genitals everybody has because you're not going to see them, so why are you bothering to bring the issue up? And stop discouraging or encouraging or in any way encouraging what people do with those genitals. If people want to have sex, don't get in the way. If they don't want to have sex... Don't get in the way of that either. Just forget the whole issue. People's genitals are their own business. Nudity is at an all-time high in Zane Australia. The Fine. Sex, <laughs> the sex ed thing's not the worst thing to slide into that one, though. Like, But encouraging you, people to have sex is irresponsible. Uh, probably. Option number four. Preposterous claims Julia Savage, a conservative but avowedly egalitarian mother, swiftly taking advantage of the pitchfork from her husband's hand and and putting it away. (laughs) Chastity is important for our youth irrespective of gender, and our government should actively promote purity balls for both boys and girls. That is the only way to safeguard morality. How did Zane Australia get itself into this corner? The, The key here is... (laughs) <laughs> uh, the latest crazed among some social conservatives in Australia. So this isn't a we are we're not a conservative nation. This isn't a, a widespread thing. This is like this is a cult. This is a cult. Yeah, <laughs> and and everyone's like, hey, this cult's doing this weird thing. Can we ban it? Stop them from being culty. Yeah. So honestly, or let's roll out the cult. Let's let's expand it nationwide. Let's let's do it. Let's let's legislate the cult. <laughs> let's put it in our constitution. I'm glad you're saying that, Zane. Andrew, I would like to make that a reality, but I need your help. <laughs> there are two options on there that I would like to stay. As but far I- as I can see, there are four options on there that are utterly preposterous. Yes. Yes. There are four here that are bad. <laughs> if I could borrow just if you could just veto the the his ability to dismiss I can do the, I can do the dirty work so you stay clean and we can have some sort of pro cult situation here and just see what happens. You veto what you're going to veto from the top please Zane. <clears throat> um purity balls that objectify women should be banned. So that's vetoed. Okay. Because I think out of all the banned options the one that gets rid of the cult is the most damaging. Uh premarital sex should be uh illegal. Banned. And anybody caught engaging and in court it should be married. I'm going to leave that one there for a second. Oh, so that ban is okay, <laughs> Seb America. <clears throat> Are you also outlawing divorce? No. Wouldn't that be awful? I'm just, I just want to see what happens. I don't want to ban anything. <laughs> um, uh, encourage people to have premarital sex and use contraceptives and uh, promote purity balls. So I'm going to go ahead and ban the, 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 the sex ed one. Okay. And now Andrew... If you're happy to help, I would appreciate if you could take away his ability to run away. Andropolia does not interfere <laughs> in foreign well, affairs. That's it. We go out with a whimper then. In no, the- we don't. We get get Andropolia neatly manipulating you into getting rid of your veto points so you can't a- attack them. I only had two to attack. <laughs> it's fine, but I just feel bad that we're going to end Zane's final choice with a dismiss. Oh, dismiss. <laughs> Really? You're going to dismiss it? What? what are, I'm not going to ban premarital sex 
or host purity balls. This is the last episode. I so. know, and it's like I tried to make it interesting, I, but I was I overpowered twice. would not have dismissed if either of the two options that said bam <laughs> were on the table. So you would have chosen the sex ed? I would and, have chosen the sex ed first and then, um, and then banning the purity balls second. Really? Yeah, and why, then dismissed. Why would you have banned them? Because uh, rather than rather than changing the law to make people get married if they're having sex. Well, that's true. Or government hosting purity balls across the nation. I mean, I, I completely agree. Of yeah. all those four, dismissing it yeah. is the right way to go. And the reason I wouldn't dismiss is because it's the final episode and I wanted to do something. You see, I didn't dismiss at all the whole, <laughs> the whole way through the game. Well, I, I I've already set the precedent, no, right, so I can true. I can I can confirm that dismiss and uh, keep <clears throat> the green belt green, say protesters, because that's the only issue I've got left. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> well, there you go. My issue is called Ambassadors Behaving Badly. The privilege of diplomatic immunity for ambassadors has entered the news after several of them have been caught in unsavory behavior, including drunk driving, fistfights, and attempted murder of the uh, Brankalandian member of parliament. Concerned citizens are outraged. Foreign nationals have asked your government to step in to bring your ambassadors in line. There are many options. They deserved it. Option one. The solution is quite simple, states your Minister of Foreign Affairs, while trying to smooth things over with his Brankalandian counterpart. Why do we simply fire any ambassador who acts like a buffoon? We obviously can't have our diplomats acting like spoiled children and besmirching our good name. We must replace them with the most upstanding members of society. Problem solved. Cool. We can't charge them, but we can remove them. That makes perfect sense. Why bother reading the rest of them? Because I'm going to actively pick the worst option here today to make up for the, yep. the, the non-fun <laughs> that has occurred. Vetoed. Oh, if you wish. That's, I mean, it doesn't matter at this point. Like, I was going to just literally pick the worst one, but cool. Option two. That still doesn't change the fact that your ambassador tried to kill one of our MPs, replies the Brankalanian foreign minister who has started a slap fight with your own minister of foreign affairs. I demand that all ambassadors have their diplomatic immunity revoked so that we can charge all of them, the crime, all of them for the crimes they've committed. No person should be above the law. To make it fair, we wouldn't complain if you also took away immunity from all foreign diplomats in Submerica. I'm not going to say no to that one because I don't know what the rest of the options are. I just know the first one was too sensible to let to stay. Too sensible. This one, Can't stay. I, I guess, this Still one probably sounds is. a little bit it sensible. Vetoed. No, that's fine. <laughs> I just don't know. I just, I'm just hoping the rest are also not stupid. Oh, sorry, are stupid. Uh, being a diplomat is so stressful. Complains Joseph Richards, your former ambassador of Tasmania. Well, sorry, to Tasmania, who has taken it upon himself to stop the fighting between the two ministers. You send us all over these dangerous hell holes all across the Pacific, and it's it any wonder that some of us snap? Our job is to promote the nation's interest to help find new allies. We need diplomatic immunity to ensure the safety of all national envoys, guarantee our freedom of movement, and maybe let us some steam on the weekends. I think a little international embarrassment is a small price to pay. 
that seems reasonable in a sense that I can only imagine. The, do you want to wait? Because I, I don't know what the other options are. The only reason I'm going to wait is that it does acknowledge that Submerica will be slightly embarrassed as, <laughs> as a necessity of, 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 of a foreign office. And I like where that's going. That's fine. And like, I assume the other ones are worse, but I haven't proofread them, so they might not be. Option four. There are two more. Ambassadors. Bah, who needs them? Christian's infamous nationalist and staunch xenophobe Oprah you this is gonna be a good one um, while giving a salute that makes everyone in the room uncomfortable oh, here we go no. <laughs> yep isolationism for the win <laughs> this compulsive need to learn about other countries or grant their diplomats safe passage is very unworld American <laughs> by the way okay is it is <laughs> <laughs> we'd be much better off keeping to ourselves and not having to worry about these damn foreigners or their opinions on how we <laughs> conduct our business. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess we can go ahead and veto the option before that. No, I'm, I'm not going to veto anymore. Really? I just want to take the really sensible ones off, off okay. the table. There is one more Of though. course, any, any country should be able to dismiss its own diplomats at its yeah. own whim. There's yeah. no, there should be no restriction to it. You have embarrassed our country. You You're are fired. recalled. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Final option, or the final solution, if you will, <laughs> uh, to this problem that I have. But isolating, that's... It's its a nice way of ending the show. It's <laughs> a, <laughs> goodbye, it's UN. <laughs> it's an extreme response to international relations. And I don't think the, the correct response to any trouble you're having with bad neighbours is to shut off communication. Yeah, unless, that's the unless worst thing you're you going to attack them... What reason but, is there? But why would you attack them? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's okay. the point. That's, option, that's a bad thing yeah. too. Option five is worse in so much more of a fun way. Oh. Diplomatic immunity, you say, muses Winston Efron, the Minister of Sycophancy? Sycophancy? Yep. yep. Why should it just be limited to, to ambassadors? It seems to me that if anyone deserves immunity, it's you. You're practically a god <laughs> to these people anyway. You should be able to do whatever you want. <laughs> Oh, I see. So we, we finally end up with things going as they should and Seb finally admitting that he's a dictator. Uh, <laughs> what am I a dictator? I give people too many rights. What are you going to do? What are you going to do right here? What are you going to do? It's tough because it's, <laughs> it is because one is like to become a little racist island or do I just become a god? Do you become the Nazis or do you become the Soviets? You know, <laughs> at first it was constitutionally mandated. <laughs> then I introduced myself as the most supreme magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And then? Then I started to like it. <laughs> Good. Yep. <laughs> oh. I'm just saying you could be a part of a very exclusive club. I so. like the idea of us ending in three different spots, though. <laughs> um, well, I'm not a dictator on high. I'm trying to get rid of responsibilities. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, like, it's power, so it's yeah. great. Um I'm going to go the racist option as opposed to the dictator <laughs> option because I mean obviously obviously the option of just allowing the diplomats to be a bit dodgy okay. is the best option out of what I've got left but I'll take that off the table for the sake of you know it's the last sure. episode fuck it um, I'll go the racist option only because I do want to end up at a different place to the two of you for the sake of comparisons of our nations and I think going the dictator option would put me too close to Andrew's government style at the moment so I've selected you. racist island Andropoli is not totalitarian, isn't it? No, you're a dic you're, dic you're a dictator. Like, it's an autocracy. There's no there's no elections, but it's also you know, 
regulated so much less than either of your two nations. Okay, well, breaking news. Foreign envoys that want to visit World America now have to navigate a real <laughs> navigate real minefields in addition to political ones. Nice. Uh, public transport has World America on the move. Mining industry sees blue skies ahead. Uh, forest ripe for plunder. And medical researchers close in on cure for spontaneous decapitations. Hmm. <laughs> Things are looking looking good. Looking good over there in South America. Only two ups in the full percentage. 1% up for social conservatism and 4% up for rudeness. As for the downs, only one of them in, in, in full numbers and it is 2% down ideological radicality yeah. um, I'm guessing by the lack of change what we've actually just shown is that America has been super racist this entire time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you've declared yourself you know diplomatically isolated yep. from everybody yep. you no longer wish to carry on yep. any relations with any other foreign governments which I think all. is a good way to end the season the show <laughs> I'm out and I'm taking my bat and my ball yep Shut up. And my dial-up Every, internet. Everybody who's left in Submerica, you're now you're now stuck here. Yep. Oh, I didn't say that I'm closing my borders to like tourists. It said for political envoys and stuff. So I just imagine people can... How, many countries, <clears throat> how many countries do you know of? That's exactly right. And yeah. how many tourists go to Cuba? Actually, a fair... More than you'd expect. Yeah? Yeah. Well, Cuba I mean, hasn't. now. Yes, but, now. But, but like... Take that back 30 years. How but many do you think went yeah. to under, Cuba? Under Obama's presidency, they reopened yes, yeah. relations, diplomatic relations. I'm with, just with waiting Cuba. for an Obama. That's me. I guess so. No. no, oh, no. You did the opposite. Yeah. You're so I can Obama it in the future. <laughs> did Nixon close it off? No, it must have happened. Reagan. must have happened before that. Mm. Anyway. Because they they already weren't, weren't talking when the Cuban Missile Crisis happened. True. That's why it escalated so uh, so quickly. And so far, uh, right. Andropolia, for its last issue, is going out with a bang. Uh, it's an issue that is at the core of what it means to be an Andropolian. Minimum wage war. Workers all over Andropolia have gone on a general strike, demanding you create a minimum wage to alleviate poverty conditions. Mm. Mm-hmm. We will not accept this exploitation any longer, says Waldo Kachaturian through a megaphone. Without a minimum wage law in place, we're forced to work for a pittance. How can I feed myself and my family if I can't earn enough money? This corrupt government favours a system where the rich get richer at the expense of the working class. No longer. We demand a reasonable minimum wage. Well, that sounds too reasonable for uh, Andropolia. This is that scene in one of the Simpsons episodes, or maybe the movie. Oh, the Simpsons movie, where they've been cut off and everyone goes to Mr Burns and says, Please, Mr Burns... We just need you to turn the grids back on. We need to keep the children's hospital running. And then it's because they're asking Mr. Burns that he releases the hounds. And they've approached you with a fair request, but unfortunately they've approached the person that <coughs> doesn't care. <laughs> what's, what's fair about the request of saying, I do this thing voluntarily, but I don't think my end of the contract is, is, is getting enough and I refuse to go back to work and do my part of the contract until I get more. So you're saying they should go on strike? No, I'm saying what they're doing is saying I voluntarily entered into a contract and now I'm demanding that it be changed in my favour. That seems fair. That is not fair. <laughs> What's fair about that? I just think that if any any job offers full-time employment, they're, they're, 
it's reasonable to think that that full-time employment should meet a certain level that is as, as a bare level livable. Why? Why? Because then if the job's not going to be livable for anyone, no, it doesn't can, serve as a function of a point of employment. No, you can imagine any sort of job. Your productivity is what is what gets you money. If you're not productive, if your full-time job is digging holes, mm. how much do you think that that would be worth? But we're also talking like people that keep supermarkets running, like actual sure. very useful things in society. But if we, I mean, this is more of an example for the states. Than if those here, things are useful, they will be remunerated accordingly. If there is a glut of supermarket managers and anybody is, is, is qualified and willing to step into your shoes, do you think your job is going to be worth as much as you, as you want it to well, be? We're not talking about the management team more so as we are the, the troops on the ground. Like no, this is talking about anybody who has a grievance with how much they're paid, mm. right? If that is your grievance, then quit. Or go on strike, which is basically quitting. Yeah. In Andropolia. Because there's no unions. No, it's because bosses can fire you for anything. So if you... The strike is basically saying you are a bad person and you're not doing what you should be doing by me. Yep. So I'm quitting and no, all my friends are that's, quitting. That's well. not it. If they're underpaying them yeah. by, by the terms of their contract, that is a legitimate uh, uh, grievance that they, that they could have. But they're not saying they're not paying me according to the contract. They're saying the amount I agreed to in the contract is no longer enough yes. and I want more. And instead yes. of negotiating with their boss or upskilling themselves... Striking is negotiation. That's exactly what striking is. It is a negotiation to, to say, I'm not going to do my job unless you get this. Yeah. But don't be surprised if the response is, okay, well, I don't need you anymore. Yeah, absolutely. If that's you're not going to work... Yeah. Like that's, that's a strike. A union is unprotected. <coughs> it's, um, so that's what a strike is. It's like, I'm quitting and we're all quitting unless you change what you're doing. Uh, good. Yeah. 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 Reasonable. Since when have companies ever been reasonable when it comes to money? Questions Body Ricard. That's a good uh, point. President of the Antropolia Socialist Alliance. The government should increase taxes and guarantee a living wage so everybody, no matter what job they have, can have access to food, water, and other basic needs. A if poor man. everyone has the money needed to survive, then things like the economy should take care of themselves. Stands to reason. But what you should be asking yourself is this. What's more important, individuals or corporations? The economy comprises food, water, and basic needs. Everything that you do comprises the economy. You don't have an allowance for luxuries and iPhones and things like that, nor should you have an allowance for food and things. What if someone is keeping water from you? Right. So in the, in the, in the sense of like Fiji Island, the government said, hey, Nestle, you can do whatever you want. Nestle says, okay, these springs, these are ours. We're keeping the water. There's not enough water for the people who were living there. They didn't have a say in whether that land was sold to Nestle or what have you. So what do they do? They exercise the only right, that, the only way that they can by protesting. Why would Nestle withhold water? Because it's more profitable for them to ignore that. This is our water. <coughs> Thank you. We'll take it, bottle it, sell it elsewhere. Goodbye. You can buy the water from us. Sorry, did this actually happen? or is Yeah, it? yeah. Nestle does this quite frequently in multiple places around the Interesting. world. Interesting. Yeah, and the way they get around it is that the government prevents other people from coming in. Yeah. But in a free market, if you raise the price of something artificially... Yeah, but that, and you that's, don't, what I, that's what I'm talking about here, and though. You, and you don't have a government stepping yeah. in and restricting other people from coming in. All you do is create a new demand for 
for new companies so to, to get new water to the market. In this situation, where you have a general strike, so enough people are dissatisfied enough that they are willing to lose their only income mm-hmm. in order to try to improve the outcome for everyone who is affected by this. Yes. Isn't that something to be taken seriously? That's not something for the government to sort out. Sure, that's that's fair. But if and that's, someone that's, that's, that's is my only, doing something incorrect... That's my only position. The government will not step in and negotiate on behalf of either industrialists or, or workers for what their pay <laughs> should be. That is a matter entirely between them. Okay, so say the government has said yes to Nestle in this situation, in this named situation right. of things that have happened. It says yes to Nestle and is ignoring the, the people that, that live and work there. What should those people... Nestle has bought the rights to the springs, yeah. or the springs them, them, themselves, mm-hmm. and is restricting the uh, sale of the water. You know, and, you know, the minimum price is something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. So as the government... What I do is then not require any licensing for anybody to open up a desalination plant or to ship in water. And if if Nestle has miscalculated their price, right, for how expensive it would be to import water into Fiji, mm-hmm. not only have they now created a bad name for themselves among the locals and destroyed their local market. So right? what you're saying is that as the government, you change what you were doing. No, you don't. Well... <laughs> In that situation where the government created that the environment no. for this, this thing to happen. No, because as far as Andropoli is concerned, all land should be privately owned anyway. Okay. So that and, and that's perfectly fine for Nestle to be in that situation where they where they have monopolized the water supply mm-hmm. because they paid a fair price for, for, for the land, right? It's and- it's no 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 and Andropoli would not have granted it to them or subsidised their sale sure. or whatever. It, they would have had to have legitimately bought that from the previous owner. Okay. And if, and if the previous owner was the government, but you they, would, they were publicly but held you, lands. You, you have to at least admit the there are possibilities where companies can control enough of the situation of their workers. I agree yeah. that it's a horrible position for Nestle to have. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, they are destroying their local market. But I hope, for their sake, for you, their shareholders' government, for their shareholders' sake, and for their workers' sake, that they have a plan on where to sell this water. Because after this move, nobody who lives in Fiji, Andropoli, or wherever, will ever buy Nestle water ever again. But that's fine with them because they're not selling to Fiji; they're selling to America. And that's that's fine if they if they've made that calculation that that. Ec- Exporting it is is uh, you know economically viable. Okay, and so and so what you're saying it's a, is it's with a, you who has the power to change this situation, whether it's against your particular governmental ideals or not. Not will morally. Not. Okay, not morally. It would be wrong for me to say, you know, you've 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 bought all this up legitimately. You've planned out your business, uh, and you're going to export all the water. You're not going to sell any of it locally unless it's at whatever ridiculous price. That seems like a bad business decision. Mm-hmm. From, from you know, it, it, if I was running Nestle, I certainly wouldn't have wouldn't have done that. Sure. And in the case of in the genuine case of Fiji and, and Nestle, I'm sure there's a lot of you know shady dealing going on. So let's let's they, make this very simple. A man enters into a contract. Yep. A legally binding contract offering his labor to a company for a set amount of money. Sure. His entire existence 
is going to be provided for by that company for a lump sum at the end of that time. What do you mean? So his accommodation, his food, his water, okay. every everything. Basically, the company is taking care of this fellow until the end of his contract where he gets paid out, etc. Sure. And so that living cost is subtracted from that, etc. <clears throat> okay. Indentured servitude. That's fine. I can wrap my head around that. In the situation where the company, under the power of that contract, mistreats that man, that's still morally okay. That's not a wage issue. I'm not saying it's a wage issue. I'm saying because it's in the contract for them to possibly mistreat this man because they have control over his food, water, and shelter, that's still morally okay. <sighs> Look, if, 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 if you've entered into a contract and it says food will be provided and you haven't stipulated what quality of food, what types of food, what nutrients exactly are being provided for, mm -hmm. then, yeah, you've, you've left yourself open to, to mistreatment. Okay. And again, I wouldn't... <laughs> that's this is not something I would encourage, and I would, of know, course not, chastise the company for for taking that for taking that. But route if, if there is a situation where a, a company has done that on mass to a whole like generation of people, what what is what is what is the what is the action there? What happens? There shouldn't be a government response to that because if there were voluntary agreements in the first place, mm -hmm. and they were agreed to without duress. And everybody's abiding by the terms of the contract. What business does the government have stepping in and saying no? That was that was a bad deal. By saying that certain terms of contracts are illegal, it, it, in in sense of like if if you okay. are providing food, water, and shelter, okay, food, water, and shelter must be kept at these particular levels. If they're meeting the terms of their agreement, yeah, it is not a crime for somebody to give you a no frills brand, you know, Mars bar. Mm -hmm. instead of a Mars bar branded Mars bar. That's not a crime. Sure. What about uh, a tablespoon of rice instead of a meal? Is that how the contract can be interpreted? Sure. They, they, are, they were educationally very ignorant. They weren't knowing what they're saying. They're saying, we will provide you with food, water, and shelter over this period of time. And in, in, in exchange for that, you sign this piece of paper and you do what we say. Well, that would depend on what uh, duty of care. Uh, and who who decides are. duty of care? The government. No, the government doesn't decide duty of care. But the government can say it, these terms are illegal in our court system. You cannot sell your life to someone else. You cannot say, hey, in this contract, I'm going to give you the power to kill me at any point over this next period of time. Why, why is that a bad thing? No, I'm saying that's what a government does. A government restricts the level that uh, a company can, uh, the level of power a company can hold over an individual or a group of individuals. No, I, I maintain that in a free market, those things get, get whittled out. Agree to disagree. Well, okay. How many more options oh, are there? There are a couple. <laughs> there are a couple. Seb, wake so, up. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and honestly, it's a, it's a detriment to this nation's business that we even have to pay them wages extrapolates corporate executive John Nike. If slavery was legal, I think we'd find the nation's economy improving okay. somewhat. Okay, nation states is picking up on and putting down. <laughs> and finally, we don't need any of these stupid communistic welfare policies, says Guinan Zayas, millionaire CEO and star of reality TV show You're Fired. Living wages are unworkable. If you make workers expensive, then employers are just going to use fewer 
or lose profits. They should be grateful for a job, and if they don't want to work, we should be able to boot them out and hire someone else. No questions asked. Hey, it's not that I'm not compassionate. I'm the most compassionate person you will ever meet. Incorrect. The most. That's not, that's not true. That's a lie. That's a very big lie. He's not the most compassionate person I'll ever meet. I think I've met pretty much all... I think he's the least compassionate person I've ever met. Sure. That's fine. But it doesn't, it doesn't change the fact that... Yeah, no, a, this, that's the Andropolian way. And I, I get that. It's not... It's a business deal. Yeah, right? I know. I get you're that. You're selling your labor for a set wage. And if you don't agree with the wage... It, right. is, it assumes, though, it assumes that both parties are coming into the agreement on a level. You know what? Get better. Yeah. I, 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 underst- I understand what you're saying. If you are unhappy with your situation, right, get better. Or die. Get educated. Or die. Get more skills. Or die. Get better at what it is you're doing. Ask questions. Or die. Or die. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. And that's the difference between Andropolia and say, Australia. I'm not willing to let people die because someone else is taking advantage and of them. I don't think people are as discompassionate as you think that they can be. Nestle exists in the real world. Nestle does exist in the real world, and so does corruption. Yeah. In fact, I think that, Fiji is way up there on that list. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. There is no corruption going on here. The Andropolian government is is not interested in corruption. It's not interested in land grants, in subsidization, in any sort of dirty dealing. It's sure, pure absolutely. free market voluntarism. But I'm I'm not saying that there's no corruption or that there is corruption. What I'm saying is that corruption is not the only form of evil. No, but corruption is an evil. Sure. And in the real world case of Nestle in Fiji, I have no doubt it's playing a major role. Yeah. Corruption in itself is just people doing something other than what they said they would do. Boot polish is the favourite lip gloss of entry-level corporate <laughs> workers. I mean, yeah. Yep. The Andropolia Sentinel reports... retirement the boot's going to get clean? Retirement problem solving itself. Andropolia's <laughs> natural beauty, where to find it. Ooh. Closure of outreach programs leaves some in limbo. Mm-hmm. And how much money do you need to live? It's less than you think. Thank goodness. Wealth gaps are up 5%. Weaponization up 2 Charmlessness and crime up 1%. Uh, safety down 25 Compassion down 4 Niceness down 45 Pacifism down 45 And welfare down 10%. We are now double-digit negative on welfare. Wow. I didn't think it was possible, but Andropolia pushes those boundaries. What, is, what, is that, what does that mean, like, <laughs> logistically? Like... Are people, I don't. What does I, that I, mean? No, I have no idea what that what that means. Okay. With a, yeah, if you go negative in welfare, you do, actually make people's lives harder. Well, <laughs> you extract money for nothing. It's a very interesting statistic, <laughs> that's for sure. But there we are. There is there is something to be said for personal responsibility. Absolutely. And personal I, responsibility is one of the greatest powers that we as humans have. Yes, and whenever you introduce a new safety measure and a safety net, uh, it erodes. There's also the power of the collective, which I think Andropolia underestimates, if not disregards entirely. There's nothing preventing these people from... Unionising? Unionising. It's just that unions will not be... Uh, supported through through legislation. Yeah, if they want fair. to form a union and you know elect somebody to act on their behalf in in workplace negotiations, that's fine. 
That's fine. If, if, if that's the way <laughs> you find that works best for you, then do it. Okay. And this might play into your death rate. What if there is one person causing big problems for a lot of people? Let's say he employs 20,000 people. Mm-hmm. 92% of them are unhappy. Mm-hmm. They unionize and they go, this is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. 10% of them get together and say, hey, let's just take one for the team. And they kill that person. <laughs> okay. Well, then his case, his murder trial will be, will be a very interesting one. <laughs> yeah. For I mean, intent and, and who actually is responsible for and it. And all of that, all of that discontent, all of that pain. No, no. Yeah, all no. of it could have been avoided. No, no, no. Yeah. You don't get to excuse rotten behaviour by saying, if only we'd stopped this rotten behaviour right here, everything would have been fine. People make bad decisions and people get themselves into holes that, that are very difficult to, to get out of. Sure. Right? I understand that. And people use slaves. But nobody else is responsible for their salvation. Uh, see, that's where we disagree. I think you can you can you can ask other people to help you. I don't think there's anything immoral in that. But requiring, mandating that other people fund other people's mistakes, that what, what is do you immoral. Mean fund other people's mistakes. If I get myself into debt, mm-hmm. right, and I appeal to the government and say, "Hey, I got myself into debt. Uh, you know, whatever. I, I I'm on the poker machine down at the pub, mm-hmm. and you know, I couldn't stop. I'm I'm addicted to it." And then the government says, okay, no problem. We've got your back. And they say, from every business that runs poker machines, you now owe this guy a living. You, you owe him a slice of his debt mm-hmm. to, get mm-hmm. him, to get him back to zero. Sure. That's, that's not legitimate. Uh, look, yeah, I, I agree that that, in principle, is not legitimate. However, I think there's something to be said about poker machines. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a different issue altogether. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing. It's uh, America. Why? What do you want? How are you feeling about slavery over there? You slave-owning people. Yeah, that was an accident. <laughs> I did it as an accident. They just tricked me. Um, what do we want? What do we? What do we want to include in this roundup? What, what do we want to talk about? I mean, the easiest one would just be you know civil rights, economy, and political freedom. Those are the big stats that nation states gives us. I guess um, I reckon we do that, and then one specific one that we're both sorry we're all most proud of and one stat that we're the least proud of. I think let's just do those last two because the other ones, if people are interested, they can go on nation states, they can look it up. But I will not be activating my nation states after this, so you have about 30 to Figure it out. days. Also, also, we'll, also, we'll be releasing the 145th episode, which is the last Patreon episode, and that basically we went through all that there. Um, so rather than double up, because that will be probably the first one we re-release, um, so what one are you most proud of, said America? Um, my unknown stat. What, Just what do you mean? It says unknown. It's on the top 50%, 57% of mystery units, but I think it's just a glitch on my app. <laughs> so bear with me. Uh, yeah, I don't have an unknown. <laughs> you don't have any mystery units? No, I don't have any mystery <laughs> units. Like it won't load when I click on it. But like um, the very top one. In that, in that, in that something. Yeah. Okay. Your top fifty percent of mystery units. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, hey. I guess what I'm most proud of is having such a big government size. It could have been bigger. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been bigger. Um, so my government size is measured on the bureaucratic comprehensiveness rating scale index. And when I started off the game, I started on um, 
on just shy of 13% and I've ended on 15.3. Now I don't know what that means to you guys. Do, uh, your, your actual computer versions do have a better breakdown of how the stat works. And all it says is... Uh, world census agents lined yeah. up public agencies around the world in order to study the extent of government in nations, taking into consideration economic output, social and cultural significance, and raw size. So I got a big government, is what I'm trying to say. What's how, how big is your government? Probably smaller than yours. It is 15.3. It is smaller than mine. Mine is 19. There you go. And I imagine this is a low stat for you. And Entropolia's uh, government size on this scale is 6.16. Oh, that's a bit bigger than I was expecting. I was S- expecting the three. Started off the game at 7.3 and quickly came down to three and a half when we had that huge change in government yeah, and the autocracy. clean slate uh, started in. It rose back up to seven and a half... Um, you know, over the course of the next the next year, uh, hovered around that a little bit. Then there was there. This must have been the change in uh, in metrics. The, the change in metrics um, for nation states because it then dropped from seven and a half down to five. But from there, it has increased just just back up over to to six and a half. So if it hadn't been for the change in metrics, it would probably be around eight and a half on that scale. Yeah. Um, Which is still, you know, we don't really have any any you know objective. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 just an index yeah, uh, for yeah. government size. But uh, Andropolia's government is a third the size of Zane Australia's. Yes, yes, or half if you if you don't consider the yeah. change. Has yours had a change in metrics? Was it, it affected by it that it at didn't all? Seem no. to be okay. no. Um, in the last in the last couple of episodes it had a, a drop it dropped from 20 to 19 right because of said america's influence right. um so what you're talking about but <laughs> i started out at 13 and it was just kind of a steady grow up okay. to 20 uh quick downs and then did you want to do one that you're ashamed of um Is that, that that was kind of a joke one just because i thought it would irk andrew <laughs> no um, i want you to do what are you ashamed of nothing i'm perfect um <laughs> Come on, Seb. Well, all my bad stats, the like my particularly bad ones, are ones I wanted to be bad, like my my armed forces and all that, like stuff that I wanted to be, you know, nothing. Um, okay, here you go. <clears throat> Recently, as in like within the last couple of months, it took a huge dive. My my health rating. So it's bananas ingested per day. Mm-hmm. I did peak on four, but Ooh. very recently I dropped down to point nine. Yeah, that's not how do you oh. All those half-finished bananas. <laughs> yep, um, I'm in the uh, top ninety percent in the world. So it's like it's it's my it's in my top. Sorry, my bottom seven stats. Um, I don't know what happened recently that I would have done that with though. Yeah, what about what about you, Andropolia? Where's your health at? Andropolia two. It's uh, at zero point six bananas ingested per day. Uh, started off the game at one, peaked at two and a half very quickly, then came back down to one with the change of government. And since then, it's been like a dish. Um, it has been as low as 0.53, just over just over 0.5, um, and the change in metrics didn't didn't affect it. It's 0.6. So it, interesting. Yeah, health has is is definitely worse since the start of the game. Yeah, but yeah. over the last year, it has been very slowly increasing. Zane Australia. 9.3 have been yeah. on that for a while. It was this kind of a steady climb from about. Maybe two months into the game, we grew, we 
popped up to six, and then from six to nine point three, it's kind of been steady from there. You banana socialist, you. Uh, uh, that's a that's a slur. Um, <laughs> thank you. A confusing one as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall well, I go next or? Sure. What are you proudest of, Zane? What am I proudest of? It would have been welfare, but um, some handsome bandit. I was never that. proud of welfare. Welfare was. was a means to the end for Zane Australia. Um, and, I, and I'm actually a little bit gratified by how little impact canning it did. Mm-hmm. Um, it got rid of, yeah, it didn't, it didn't really hurt. It, it was significant, but it didn't really, really hurt. Um, I think maybe information technology, maybe? As an actually, industry? Maybe education. Let's do education. I used to have good education. Oh, wait. <laughs> what is education isn't a thing? Well, it's public education, perhaps. Ah, good call. I think that's. I think that's what it's. Uh, so it's yeah, here, yeah. So in Australia, like we've always, we always tried to pick the education when there was a chance. Um, and honestly, I think that's the biggest difference between Zane Australia and Andropolia, is that we started out uh, prioritizing education and then making reforms where I think you just went straight for the reforms, hoping education would follow along. Um, my whole my whole goal was to get the public out of education. Yes. To make it entirely a private, private affair. education. Um, but we ended up on the edutelligence test score uh, at our all-time high of 8,320.59. Interesting. I started on two and a half thousand and ended on f- just shy of four thousand one hundred. So it's been a big steady climb up for me, but not mm. you're still over about double mine. This is a, a a marker of education, not of intelligence. Yeah, this is public education, yeah, not intelligence. Intelligence, yeah. I think, would be the better comparison for these two. But as far as public education is concerned, Andropolia started off the game at five hundred. Mm-hmm. Oh, there is an intelligence thing. Let's do that. Oh, let's do intelligence. Well, uh, public education in Andropolia is uh, 2,900. Oh, okay. Up from 500. Yeah, Zane Australia started at 1,600. Um, right. Oh, yeah, quips per hour. Now I remember. Yeah. So Zane Australia currently is sitting on 59.21 quips per hour. Okay. Um, again, we jumped from about just under 30 to 45 very quickly. Um, and then it's kind of been a bit of a steadier steadier growth from there. Around about the time my safety dropped, I had another huge drop in intelligence. I must have done some, it's like almost identical. Was that the internet? It's too, um, it's too recent. It was um, November mm. or maybe. Maybe, I don't know. Oh, well, doesn't matter. I started on 39.7, went up, down, whatever, and have ended on 40.7. I peaked at like <laughs> 43. But in the end, I ended up one point different from when we started three years ago. Yeah. Intelligence mm-hmm. in Andropolia has never been lower than at the start of the game. Yeah. Which we, cool. we started off at 20. And since then, it's been a fairly steady increase up uh, to now just shy of 34, 33.8. It's full Darwin per hour. in Andropolia. Like, you have to get smart quick or die. And it works very well. The a system rate, works. A, a stat that I'm ashamed of <laughs> is my book publishing. Oh. I would think Zane Australia did really well in this real quickly. Um, from the beginning of the game, we started on negative five very quickly. We we hit our peak at 2,084. Uh, we're at that for a bit, and then we dropped. We bottomed out to negative three again, and now we're currently sitting on 115. I'm not sure why, but more Zane, I want more Zane Australians writing books, please. 
Book publishing in um, Andropolia has taken a similar similar fate, although we started at uh, 3,700. Wow, you started really high. Yeah, peaking yeah. up at about 4,200, and then it's been up and down quite a bit, but generally down to now it's at negative two. Yeah, interesting. I guess without the internet, <laughs> people don't no like reading. No books. <laughs> well, people can't order them. There's no Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we started at 4,776 okay. and ended on 6,401. Wow. So, yeah, both significantly high numbers because we started out in the negatives. We hit 2,000 and then negative again, mm, right. and then we're up on 100 now. So, yeah. Uh, do I don't you know what's going on there. Nation states is, depending on where your nation's set, if they just kind of lean you in certain directions, because for some reason, mining is huge in mine, I'm, neither on yours. And it's a very common industry, but I think I'm, it's just because of where I I think that is to be, it, that comes from the initial mm. survey that you take when you're starting your nation. So it's where, how it positions you and the industries that you're going to focus right. on and that sort of thing. Uh, at least that's my best guess. I don't know. I didn't program it. If you know, well, I guess reach out. We may see it. <laughs> I wonder if it takes uh, ebooks. Into into consideration in, in book yeah. publishing, or if it's just physical yeah. books, and whether it being back includes that in information technology. Yeah. Oh, what about you, Andy? Andropolia has had quite a journey mm. from the start. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the The principles that it, that I tried to to found it on were entirely based around personal responsibility and the free market. That you are where the buck stops. You know everything that happens in your life you have complete control over... No box for anyone else. ...how you respond to them. You may not have control over the things that happen to you, but you certainly have full responsibility yeah. of how, how you respond to them. Uh, and the government should not interfere, should not restrict the way in which you can respond to it. So you're proud of your government size? I am proudest of my average disposable income. Ooh, average disposable Try income. Try to keep taxes as low as possible... So that people uh, have have <clears throat> full control over their money. Now, Andropolia started off the game at just over forty eight thousand uh, amples mm -hmm. in average disposable income. That has just gone up, and it peaked uh, at sixty two. Then there was a change in metrics. Since then, it hasn't really changed very much. So if you ignore the change in metrics. On the old scale, average disposable income would be about sixty-two thousand. Cool, but at the moment it's sitting basically at, uh, at how much it was at the start of the game at forty-seven and a half. Right. Um, Zen Australia started at thirty-six. We peaked out early at forty-one. Uh, we dropped down uh, very quickly after that to twenty-seven. Then we've kind of climbed a little bit, dropped a little bit, and then we're currently at our uh, at our final number at thirty-three. 700 frugals we started on 29.8 um peaked about a month ago actually on 48,000 and dropped a little bit down so actually quite a bit down till we're back up to just shy of 44,000 now the reason that number is important is that it's a marker of liberty of your freedom sure you are welcome to spend the money that you earn entirely you know well Minus the eight percent <laughs> tax, I think. I think there is. Uh, you are welcome. Welcome to spend that on whatever you deem is most important. Yeah, absolutely. For your life. Interesting fact. According to my residency stat, we've been playing this game for one thousand one hundred and twenty-two days. Just over three yeah, years. Three years. Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, unfortunately, the thing I'm most ashamed of is the crime rate. Oh, and you already come up. Uh, crime. I is was expecting. I was expecting death as a lifespan. Lifespan is is a stain on on Andropolia. Crime is. Uh, I'm. I think if 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 the crime were lower, the death rate would be would be also lower. Yeah. Yeah. I think but so. Crime is definitely uh, the worst problem that that Andropolia is facing, and unfortunately, that has just increased since the start of the game. Uh, starting off just shy of sixteen, uh, it troughed uh, thirteen within within a month or two. But since then, it has it has gone up and plateaued, and then gone up and plateaued again, uh, to currently sit around twenty two. Now it has peaked at twenty five. Yeah. Um, and the change in metric really accounted only for one, one point, one one crime per hour, uh, and since then it has been it is it has been dropping. So the trend is down, um, but the average across the whole time that we've been playing has been about twenty crimes per hour. Yeah, and at the moment it's sitting just shy of twenty two at twenty one point nine. Yeah, Zane Australia started out at two point eight, um, kind of a slow drop until we kind of um, back up again due to something that Seb did in the last little moment <laughs> um, at 2.4. Like, not, we're not a huge movement for no, Zane Australia. Fine. I just started on 2.8. Um, and then, yeah, at the same time, my safety and my nuclear and all that stuff happened. Um, it jumped up massively to just shy of 10. And as of today, 10.5. Interesting. So I was like literally for half our game between... Two and three, yeah, and then suddenly it just shot up to tens, and was just once again it just stayed flat the entire time once it got there. So I don't know what I did. So both of you, both b- both of your countries had relatively high public education and intelligence, yeah, compared to Andropolia at, at the start of the game, and also relatively low low crime. Also, we have relatively high welfare. Is that worth checking? Or no, yours is a boy. Mine's ruined <laughs> because of someone. Over the other side of the table. Don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. No. I think that there's a lot of interesting correlations that nation states can do. But like, as we have found uh, over this period, is that it does take things to the extreme. Well, I think I think the one thing you can take from this whole experiment, from this whole game, is that people are complicated mm. and trash. Yeah. Trying to trying to influence people to do things that you think is important is very difficult because they do things for reasons that are alien to you or that you just fundamentally disagree with and the question is whether or not you should be putting your foot in in the first place mm-hmm. i think and i also like i keep coming back to like because you and i andy both have very similar ideals of how a society should be Sure. Yeah, I think we, sure. uh, the ways that we get there are very different. Whereas you assume that everyone, everyone given the opportunity, will find their way I, in, in, in that direction. Yes. Whereas I have much less, <laughs> much less <laughs> Far hope less optimistic. <laughs> in, in, in the human race. So I was like, okay, sure, you do whatever you want to do, but let's not. Let's not go crazy. <laughs> well, um, yeah. the, the, the few experiments Might that have been my pessimism. <laughs> the few experiments that have <clears throat> been carried out, um, certainly for the workplace, whenever you grant grant employees more authority, mm. they tend to be more responsible 
with the way yep. they they spend their time, and they tend to worry about uh, monetary remuneration a lot less. Yeah, if you uh, people are far less worried about getting a raise if you yeah make them more autonomous. If when you, it for comes, instance, yeah, give, it, give them more freedom in how they how they exercise that time, yeah, and, they, and their productivity actually increases without them being demanding of of uh, more money necessarily. When you try and make people just a cog in a wheel, they feel like a cog in a wheel, yeah. and they don't. Yeah. And then the only thing they're getting out of their yeah. labor is the money at the end, rather than the joy of actually doing something well. And labor is something that people spend a large proportion of their life doing. Yeah. It's not just about the money. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, look it, at, it really like, is. I do a lot of work yeah. for nothing because yeah. I enjoy doing it. And there's a lot of satisfaction you can have in doing a job well and being in a good group of people and you know achieving something as a group. And then we've got Seb Marica. <laughs> what? What do you want? Just let people do whatever they want. Give them dogs. Give them guns. Give them, give them, give them chariots and mules to <laughs> pull them. Yeah, I will say, in saying that, all the crazy shit that I gave them, I have kind of sat weirdly in between you guys on a lot of stats and issues. So if you hate on me, you're hating on half yourself. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I'm just... Uh, look, I, I think what I'm saying is just like... Uh, I'm. I have very strict ideals. Andy has very strict ideals, and you're the opposite of both of us. Mm. And you're very loosey goosey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like a cowboy. I'll just do what feels right at the time. Shoot from the hip. Hopefully it works. Cowboys very rarely shot from the hip. You they know? do in this movie. <laughs> well, where where we all differ from each other is to what degree we think uh, there should be some sort of governance of things that comprise the majority of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where I think that's entirely on you of, of for, for how for how you organize those things and for how you respond to them. If you're unhappy with your job, you should look for a better one or negotiate your conditions. Don't just sit there expecting somebody else to to help them along. Yeah, I 100% agree. Okay. Um but you're also happy when when unions come along and 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 bargain on behalf of people I, or when employees are look, regulated think, into how they I treat think in employees. A, in a true free market, you will have unions and they will call themselves guilds and they will sure. they will sector up the market and like I think I think in a true free market the people will recognize the power of collectivism and whether that's a good thing or not in that total free market situation is something that people can debate and will forevermore. Yeah. Um I think there is a power to be have had in collectivism and whenever you and and that is what government is born from and as soon as a government lays down a law it's like don't kill people they have to take responsibility for every law for for every consequence that comes from that and that usually means unfortunately more laws and finding finding the right balance between government intrusion and personal freedom that's that's the real problem of governance yeah. and i think uh, the real problem that we face today is that the game of politics is getting in the way of governance certainly that's yeah. true for modern times yeah so yeah so i think that, that's what I, I think like in an ideal world my government is barely non-existent like you you have one person who has all the power but he gets rid of it <laughs> as much as he can whereas in my ideal I have everyone has a little bit of power and it's through cooperating with other people that they can 
achieve change. Well, the um, point of getting rid of laws is just yeah. to push that responsibility back on the individual. Yeah. That, yeah, everybody's responsible for themselves. Nobody's going to, you know, if, if, if somebody's going to have your back, it's going to be because you convinced them that it was a good thing to do. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's, that's why I think a lot of people need to be told at least once that, hey, you're not the only person and you're not the most important person in the world. Um, and I think that's that government is usually, unfortunately, the authority figure, at least in modern society. So yeah, that's where I where I come from. Is like at if, least we can still make fun of politicians. I mean, they're all ridiculous. I hate them. <laughs> just do a good job and stop being idiots. Well, quit. God. Just quit. Squid. Get just squid. <laughs> can can you quit? Everyone. It would be nice. Go- Total government strike. <laughs> government union. Oh, no, we don't. We don't. We don't want to strike. They might. They might still keep getting paid oh. if they strike. <laughs> All right. Any any final words? I won. But in a more <laughs> legitimate sense, Andrew won. did you win? <laughs> well, I don't know. I think I uh, had the most fun. But in the points version, uh, Andrew won. You, I think you did have the most fun because you constantly chose answers just for the sake of yeah. seeing what happened. Let's see what happens. Andrew won on vetoes. And he maintained his ideals the 100% of the way through. And I think I won because my nation ended up the shape that I wanted it to end up all the closest to out of all three of us. I always saw my nation as a vault experiment from the Fallout <laughs> series. Let's just see what we can do in this enclosed environment. Was it all good? No. No. <laughs> Was some of it good? Yes. <laughs> what part? I don't know. I think my people were very well looked after. They did a lot of drugs. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. We can, They're we, allowed to. We can say this of Submerica. It was entertaining. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh. We can also say that he launched a nuclear weapon uh, and incited a war with Zane Australia. You have to own that, Seb. I own nothing. <laughs> you did, you, it's the last episode. Just own it. I don't know what either of you are talking about. <laughs> of, of all of us, I think the general public would expect me to be the one to push a button and invade and, and, and you were. be the so one happy to be <laughs> <laughs> happiest or, mo- or most comfortable at least to be aggressive and that has not been the case. But I think, that, that that's just, <laughs> I think that's just applying American stereotypes where conservatives are like lumped in with gun nuts and militarized uh, like uh, war machines and what have you. Whereas yeah. like that, is, that isn't your beliefs and like that isn't, that isn't how you should be represented. And I don't think it's fair to lump anybody in like that. People, yeah. people are complicated. Well, and that's the problem with the yeah. politicians as they are now is they latch on to this identity and the people who follow them do the same thing. And so yeah. you, you end up with these dangerous monocultures that want to conflict with each other, sometimes violently. Well, everything just becomes polarised. Yeah. Because that's where the extremes are. That's where it's most... It's like just uh, most talk obvious. about things yeah. rather than yelling at each other. Jesus. Do I have to come over there? I just cleaned this up. Say what you like about Stephen Crowder, but... That's and that's and that's exactly right. That's that's not the point of it. It's not a. I don't know who Stephen Crowder is. Oh, don't you? Oh, he does the um, change my mind segments. Oh, okay, You're familiar yeah, with yeah. those? Yeah. If you if if you watch them and genuinely listen, it's so it's so wonderful to see people with differing opinions just talking about it. Yeah. And being civil, and you can see how how much more people get out of that 
uh, that situation than from some report where you where it's you know immediately biased and everybody who has an opposing opinion is bashed and 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 you know d- demonized. Yeah, yeah. You can't live the world that way because because yeah, people are complicated. They're squishy. They're not. They're not. They don't have hard edges. A, piti- a political label should never be a slur unless <laughs> unless you self-identify as a Nazi. Then I think you should stop. Nazis are pretty bad. Uh, any, <laughs> any, I any, think we'll end on that note. Any, I think any. Nazis are pretty bad. I think that's what we've discovered. Um, okay, for the final time, I have been Zane C. Weber, former Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, twirling forever towards an unknown future. I've been Sebastian of the United States of World America, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Thank you so much. I have been Andrew Shosler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, thanking you all. Never again, gentlemen. Hello, all you beautiful people. I'm Jared, and I'm the host with the most of That Random Podcast. Have you ever wondered what nurses do when they aren't saving lives? Or what DJs do when they aren't spinning decks? Each week, me and a guest, and along with you, the listener, will dissect and look deep into these types of topics. It's heartfelt, funny, and filled with (laughs) OMG moments. But I won't tell you any. You'll have to come and listen for yourself. Just search That Random Podcast and have fun listening. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.